0: Hi, I'm Mike. This is my podcast, Plant Pals, where I talk to my pals about plants. My pal this week is Melanie Flood. She kicks ass. Here we go. <laughs> okay welcome to this big fat podcast
1: what's the name of this podcast this
0: podcast is plant pals i'm still trying to figure out what to do for an intro i don't know if i'll do like a little in before like oh hey this is me and this is my guest this week like npr it or yeah (laughs) you know
1: yeah all right well
0: all right who is my guest this week
1: my name is melanie melanie flood
0: what do you do melanie
1: also known as McFlood.
0: McFlood. Instagram. I thought that was your last actually, name.
1: It's just my initials and then my last name, but people think that it's McFlood. So.
0: What's your middle name?
1: Christine.
0: Christine. That's an interesting middle name.
1: Isn't it? I've never met another one until recently. Uh, we had a girl move here a few years ago. She's a state botanist now, and her middle name is Christine.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's wild. It's not. No.
0: It well,
1: what's your middle name?
0: <laughs> James. Christine. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay, but James is like super common, more common, right?
0: Yeah, my name is Michael Christine. James. Those are two very common names.
1: Yeah. Except
0: Heine. Heine's not. Heine's not. Although, Heine. one time I, um, when I was a seasonal working in Orange County, I had quite a few adult sodas and I followed everyone I could with the name Michael Heiney on Instagram and like we were friends for like years.
1: <laughs> you and the Mike Heiney? <laughs> yeah, we'd check
0: up on each other and be like, hell yeah, dude. Like one lived in New Zealand. One guy was out in New York, I think. It was a good time.
1: That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's actually a nice idea.
0: I like woke up the next day and it's like Mike Heine followed you, Mike Heine 3 followed you, Mike Heine9 nice. followed. I was like, what the hell?
1: <laughs> How else are you supposed to make friends?
0: Exactly. <laughs> Alright, Melanie Christine, what is Hello, your Christine? What is your story? How'd you get into plants? Or in oh, the wait, outdoor wait. world.
1: How'd I get in the outdoor world? Um I was very fortunate to go to a college in the Southern Appalachian Mountains and was able to get into um, hiking and, you know, just being outside in general in a really pretty place. Um, how in depth should I go?
0: Go. I want like as many details, like get laborious with it.
1: Laborious. Oh, boy. Um, okay. Okay. I'll be real.
0: Yeah, get real.
1: I'll, I'll be real for this. Um, and you've already heard this story. But, so, uh, you know, I feel like everyone in college goes through, like, a low phase. Yes. Like a real low phase. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I was in my real low phase. And, um, you know, tried all the things. I went to the doctor. I uh, went to counseling therapy. Um, Hated it. Nothing worked. Nothing made me feel better. I was in a new place. I didn't really have friends, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I just went through a breakup. All the things that can happen to make a person feel low. Family stuff. And um, just started kind of going on hikes by myself because i was friendless and um there was one specific day where
0: and you were I mean, going to school for like, like nursing at this point, right?
1: Not nursing, but i was like my aim, i was a biology undergrad and my aim was physical therapy. Mm, like okay. that was i was going into you know, i was going a different direction. The other biology. The other biology and um <clears throat> yeah, I, the only reason that I was doing that too is because I did like a work-study thing in high school and, you know, everyone's like, oh, we're going to need more physical therapists because of all the boomers we <laughs> should do, you know? Yeah. And I was like, hell yeah, that sounds great. You know, they pay good money.
0: And they never died. <laughs>
1: I'm going to have a job, right? Um. Anyway, so that's why I was going that route, I think. I didn't really know what I wanted to do until um, I started... You know hiking more around the southern Appalachians, and uh started just kind of noticing little things here and there like you do when you're out and then i i was hiking on um a really popular hike here close to dahlonega it's like a three mile hike and you go up to this like really pretty view and um was up there and it was like a spring day like one of those like warm spring days mm-hmm. you know where like it's really sunny and it's like a little bit chilly but the sun feels so good
0: the yeah. seasonal depression starts to drain from you all at once
1: right and that might have been part of what happened is that the all of the the lowness was just kind of like leaking out but um there's like a little granite dome sort of thing up at the top and then all you can see is mountains and I was sitting up there and I was by myself and I just kind of had like an aha moment or like a realization. Uh come to Jesus. A do you have a description?
0: I like come to Jesus.
1: The come to Jesus moment. Um where it just like hit me in my gut that this was my home.
2: Mhm.
1: You know? Like we all know that we're part of nature in some form or fashion but to feel it and feel that you are it you know what I'm saying oh absolutely you know what I'm saying everybody knows what I'm saying (laughs) um but everyone describes it differently and uh so I felt that and that just kind of made me feel like that was the first time that I felt like at home somewhere and I still feel that way up here like I'm back here now Mm -hmm. like I'm I'm in Dahlonega and I live in the Southern Appalachians and um, it is to this day, what feels like home to me. And, uh, I just realized while I was up there how much I loved it and then how much it meant to me and how terrible we are (laughs) as animals and, uh, all of the damage that we're doing and it all just kind of hit me all at once. And, uh, basically since then i was like i have to do something and that's when everything started just like changing i completely changed my course my direction like what the fuck i'm not doing physical therapy i don't even like people <laughs> why would i do physical therapy much less telling people what to do i going not do that um and then I, I was really fortunate too to have a really good undergrad botany professor. Um, her name's Ashley, she's awesome. I'm working with her on a project now. And she started like guiding me, you know? She was like, oh, you're interested in plants. Okay. Doesn't happen often, you know? So she like grabbed me and was like, I have this project that we should work on together. So we started working on a phenology project and um yeah, so I guess the first big thing besides Ashley getting me into this project and kind of helping me like like making me take plant tax and stuff, um one year she was like, Hey, so we have the Georgia Botanical Society, you know, in Georgia. And every year they do something called a pilgrimage and they'll pick like one place and they just have a bunch of outings. You know like hikes over a weekend that you can sign up for and everyone across the state goes to it and that year they were having it in dahlonega she was like you should sign up you can go out on hikes you can learn about plants with people and um so i did i got like the student discount and met with all of these people who are a lot of the people that i still know today and that i work with um which is how I was able to like meet them, get their contact information, and then ruthlessly poke them for years mm-hmm. until they gave, gave me a job. <laughs> um, so that's how I started, I'd say. And that was all undergrad, I guess. Probably like 2014.
0: Okay. And then you went to graduate school from there?
1: no nope I took um how many years did I take off four I graduated in 2016 uh undergrad with a bio degree and then I worked seasonal positions so I worked my first one was a seeds of success internship
2: Mm
1: hmm. out of the North Carolina Botanical Garden um I loved it there loved 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 Everyone that worked there was awesome. Um, and I just, I remember being in a kayak up somewhere like, I don't even, in Maryland? I don't even know. Collecting seeds from these like marsh plants or something. And I was like, I'm getting paid. Yep. <laughs> to kayak around and collect seed from these plants. And it just blew my mind. And that was it. We would just, uh, you know how Seeds of Success works.
0: Yeah, we had polar opposite uh, times, though, because when I did it, I did it in the Western Mojave in a drought. There was no kayaking.
1: (laughs) Mine was wetland and coastal species. So lots of kayaking, lots of chomping through marshes, Mm -hmm. lots of um, inundating your boots.
0: I don't know how that goes.
1: Lots of graminoids.
0: Mostly. Ooh, yeah, we tried that. Uh, we were we had a couple of Stipa species, um, a couple others too. But literally the brownest landscape I've ever seen. And now it like yeah. rained all spring. It rained all summer. Like they're having like double back to back super blooms, like monsoon and rainy season super blooms. Um, I'm not bitter at all.
1: Bad timing.
0: <laughs> Whatever. I live in the redwoods now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> whatever. I live in the redwoods now. I go so cry in my porch everything. with
0: an old growth.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't get panic attacks every time I leave my apartment because it's 125 degrees out.
1: That's good. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. That's nice.
0: Um, thank you. What about what was after Seeds of Success?
1: After Seeds of Success, because you ended up in the um, desert, right? <clears throat> yes. So, you know, they're all seasonal positions. So there's that like awkward few months where I go back home and I'm like, what do I do yeah. with my life? So the first thing I did with my life was um, Panera.
0: <laughs> oh, shit.
1: Yeah, I got back and I worked at Panera for like three or four months and then got uh, my next seasonal position, which was out in Reno, working on the Humboldt-Toyabe National Forest. Cool. And that was an invasives crew job. Um, So I worked with... I was actually the only East Coaster on my crew. Isn't it fun? All of of the other crews were, like, all from the East Coast. Oh, really? Yeah, my crew that was situated in the Carson Ranger District um, was two girls named Bree and a guy named Calvin. And uh, they're all from there. (laughs) Like, all from that area. So it was just... I was the Georgian. I
0: know. know. It's like, wow, we're exotic from being from the Fun. East. I said wicked yeah. at work yesterday and some guy stopped working. He's like, ah, you said it. I was like, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you haven't
0: heard me speak. Wicked. Wicked. It's not a thing out here. People say hella. I say hella. Do you? Yeah. I guess it's a California thing. started here. People, people get real uh, defensive about hella
1: really hella and wicked sick
0: sick well where's
1: that originate from
0: i don't know i'll give it let's give it to the midwest chicago what do we get the south you gotta have y'all
1: <laughs> <That's> not... <laughs> you can't That's not. use that to be like dope <laughs> you know
0: true well no because you don't use wicked as like something's like oh that's what wicked like wicked it, it is it, it's instead of very it's a, it's a amplifier it's like okay oh,
1: well yeah you can use it that way too it's
0: wicked cool wicked pissa. yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh god um, um
0: is calvin brie and brie the people that you saw the woman trying to find her cat with out in the middle yeah. of nowhere tell that yes. story
1: okay um yeah, and I was actually just telling this story the other day because this my friend's uh, friend. My friend had a friend over, my friend's friend. And um, he works out in Colorado, and I was asking him if he had any cool stories. And he, he, I won't tell his story, I guess. But actually, I'll tell it a little bit. He had a woman. He came back to He hit truck. a woman? He didn't hit her. Oh, okay. He was on a UTV out in the middle of nowhere, goes back to his truck, opens the back the back door, And a book bag falls out. That is not his. Uh. (laughs) Oh. And I was like, oh my God. And uh, he said there was a woman laying in his back seat. Man. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, she wasn't like threatening or anything, but she was definitely, you know, like on something. And uh, he had to take her in the UTV back to her car because she was like high speed chasing or high speed running from the cops or something. At one point, he doesn't know if if she was telling the truth. (sighs) but. He, she was hiding out in his truck.
0: Damn, damn.
1: <laughs> uh, it's funny. So he told me that story, and then I had to tell him my uh, George story. <clears throat> so we were going out to a site in, I think we were like in the Sierras proper, mm-hmm. and um, we we're coming back out this Forest Service road, and you know you have to like call in to like dispatch or whatever mm-hmm. whenever you leave when you're going to be like out of service and stuff and then you gotta let them know that you're out and safe whenever you come back <clears throat> so we're coming out and we go around this corner and a woman is standing in the middle of the forest service road barefoot in a white gown long white gown
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, very much no bra straight headlights Damn. Uh, yeah, low-hanging. Threatening yeah, pose. Th- threatening, yeah. And then long, dark hair, like, out of the ring.
0: You ever see that movie Mama?
1: No, no.
0: That's, so. that's, she's the monster from that.
1: With the long black hair?
0: Yeah. Or the, the ring, love? yeah. The ring the is ring? better. Anyways, I you saw it's a, ghost, a, ghostly a ghostly woman from Out of Time.
1: Ghostly woman from Out of Time... In strange uh, forest garb. Anyway, she had her hand straight up, like, telling us to stop. Halt. And halt in the middle of the road. Her head was down, her hair was hanging, and we we all just looked at each other like,
2: what do we do?
1: Are we about to be possessed? (laughs) Do we stop? Do we try to help her? You know. And we did. We stopped. Because we really didn't know what we... Uh, We're supposed to do and at first we weren't going to get out of the truck but then eventually we did because this woman was hysterical and her story was that her boyfriend had dropped her off in the middle of the forest which was not true because she had a car (laughs) but this was her story dropped her off in the middle of the forest and then took her cat and her cat George is her entire world and she was freaking out because her cat was gone she didn't care about the guy so much but she was really upset about the cat and every now and then she would stop and she would just go running on either side of the road like into the woods screaming george george we were like kind of like pretending to help her you know like trying to find george but then we also didn't really think that there was a cat (laughs) but we didn't know how to handle the situation I still don't know how I would have handled the situation, thinking, you know, yeah. thinking about it for for years now.
0: You can't I, prep for I, that.
1: I, no. Um, anyway, we basically we got her to calm down. Um, we told her we were gonna like call it in and let people know that there's a cat, an orange cat, you know, that's like running around in the forest. To, you know, make her feel better. And we were getting ready to leave, and then. Um, we're getting in the truck and here comes a fucking orange c- cat just running down the forest service road towards <laughs> us and we just looked at each other like is that George? Oh my god, is there a George? There's a cat. Our minds were blown. We didn't believe this lady then. Uh, <laughs> and uh Bree just looked at her and was like is this him? and she sprinted barefoot on a gravel forest service road to that cat, picked him up, was just so happy. Maybe she cried, I don't remember. But she was ecstatic, and then she was completely content. She was not hysterical. <laughs> she went and sat by her car, petting her George. I'm and just, all all ended well.
0: I, I'm just so glad there's a happy ending to that. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that involves the cat coming back. Yeah. I just can't believe the cat just cat a cat ran back. Yeah.
1: We couldn't believe there was a cat.
0: Yeah, that must have been a mind fuck to see that actual cat. Like <laughs> it's like an always sunny bit.
1: Yes. Yeah. You don't think that it's actually there.
0: And it is. What did you do after that invasive jump?
1: After the invasives job, I came back home and worked at a nature center in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, also doing invasive stuff, but I was like the only invasives person.
2: Well, that's kind of nice.
1: You know, like a little tiny nonprofit, you know, mm-hmm. so I had to... I was basically like an outreach person as well because I had to find all my own volunteers to come help me
0: uh, uh,
1: remove stuff and lots of privet burning. Okay. The place was like super infested with privet and so it was all being cut down and then we had to get rid of it somehow. So we were burning it. So I was having volunteers come helping me burn and then I would entice them with a beer afterwards <laughs> to be like, you, you come help me burn and then we can all have a beer around the fire, you know. It worked. Yeah. Some people came. Yeah, it was fun. Um, Some of it was fun. But then one day, my friend Amy, whose house I'm in right now. um, Yeah, so Amy came and helped me one day. And it was like her. And I had like a mom and a son come. And then this one guy that was just like coming every week and helping because he loved it. And then this woman. And uh, we're all just dragging Privet, basically, from the forest all around to this fire. And just like letting it burn. And Amy hated it. And she looked at me at one point and she just said, well, Mel, (laughs) your job fucking sucks. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah. You know, it does sometimes. Because that shit hurts, like, pulling up privet all the time. Yeah, yeah. my back up.
0: My back's racked up right now. I've been pulling brush all week for a fire mod.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah, so like that, except every day all the time. That was my job. And then... Georgia DNR was, um, looking for a botany technician and I said, see ya, privet. I'm going to go monitor sandhills vegetation. Cool. Yeah. So I did that for six months. When was so this? All, all over Georgia. 2018.
0: So Georgia has sandhills? Oh yeah. How'd those get there?
1: Sandhills, riverines, sand dunes. Um... Some of them are along the fall line, so, like, the old, where the ocean used to be.
0: Oh, yep.
1: And then some of them are riverine sand dills, Um where just, like, sand was kind of pushed up on the eastern side of a river for, like, forever. Like, we have a place called Hoopy Dunes in Georgia that you should look up. If you don't know what it is
0: I don't Hoopy dunes You can
1: see a Hoopy Oh Hoopy Hoopy River mm. um, Yeah you know The Hoopy River Yeah of course um, The famous I'll, river in I'll, Georgia I have to show it to you Or you could You could look it up right now um, You can see them From satellite imagery So there's the river And then just to the east Is just dunes I mean like Not like You know Sand dunes But Kinda But they're, they have vegetation on them Oh so son of a bitch of, Yeah you see them?
0: Yeah, I'm looking at pictures now.
1: Yeah. So it's like your your like you know, turkey oak, scrub, kind of place that grows. Uh. Post, post oak, sandpost. post. Uh. There's so many oaks that grow there. I don't even know. There's too many oaks that grow
2: there.
0: I guess the post oak complex is fairly understudied too, so it's like there's probably going to be more. I don't know. At least the eastern Texas post oak complex. I don't know if that's a different species. I just saw recently that like uh, coastal plain gulf area oaks are pretty in need of a revision. Coastal plain? Like Texas, Louisiana, that area. Oaks? Yeah. Huh.
1: So I'm not a taxonomist. Me neither. Cool, but you know more than me, so well, if so, when we're we're talking about complexes, yeah, um, is that just saying we don't know what the hell's going on between these?
0: For lack or of like, getting in trouble for saying it later, yes. Like I think it's like as I understand it is that there are enough there's enough variation in this population. Um to warrant a closer look and probable splitting. But for right now, I don't wanna do that, so it's a complex.
1: It's a complex. Yeah. It just means a garbled mess.
0: Which means it's one species, but uh or no, not even that it means it's one species, it just means that like this is this thing, but like we all know it's not, so you're gonna somebody's gonna have to do the work and split it, but I'm not doing it.
1: Okay. So we're just gonna call it
2: a complex. Yeah. We're
1: gonna call it this species and then put complex after it um okay and then do they look at dna to figure that out or what
0: a species complex is a group of closely related organisms that are so similar in appearance and other features that the boundaries between them are often unclear so i was right with a little less sciencey vernacular
1: that's okay we like that
0: yeah i speak good
1: (laughs) okay all right no i didn't know that i didn't know that about post oaks i would assume probably a lot of oaks are like that
0: yeah it's oh my god because they're so plastic like they're leaf shapes yeah like um in the northeast we have scarlet oak we have white oak we have red oak and i think the scarlet oak is like an intermediate leaf shape between a white oak and a red oak yeah it's like well it's darker red scarlet is darker red than red oak why is it not like pink oak or something (laughs)
1: we should have a pink oak
0: right there's we have blue oak all right that was my thing coming to california
2: blue
0: yeah i was like welcome to california the oaks are evergreen and then there's also blue oak instead of red oak quick editor's note i realized afterwards that Quercus palustris is called pink oak so leave me be Quercus (laughs) douglasii it's not blue
2: Uh, it's
0: kind of blue yeah, it's um, actually Quercus douglasii. Uh, the the oak woodlands comprised of that species are like the most intact pre colonial ecosystem left in California because they basically you know how California is like a bathtub. There's no. like there's a big central valley. Talk. It's like California is a ring of mountains surrounding a central valley, and okay. then and then the San Francisco Bay is like the outlet for all of the rivers in the valley. Or at least it was until we turned them in canals so we can grow fucking pistachios.
1: Um, I I love pistachios.
0: I know. They're so vital to the world's (laughs) economy. Um, And so the foothills, because there's mountains on every side of it, there's the Sierras in the east, there's the transverse ranges, there's the coast ranges, and then there's like the north coast ranges and the Klamaths and Trinities and all that. And so the foothills where they kind of integrate into the the Plain in the center there, the Great Valley, is all more or less Quercus de glaciae. And the wood is not good for building or...
2: The wood is not good.
0: The wood is, the wood is no good. And I don't think it's, like, particularly important for any sort of anything. So they basically just left it and turned it into, like, free-range cattle grazing areas. So, like, mm-hmm. there's this thing where it's, like, the oaks you see are the ones that, like, the first Spanish explorers saw because the gorgeous stately oaks like they grow like they naturally spaced out so it's like a park um but there's a weird gap in the age class of about 150 give or take years where ever since we interrupted the fire regime and also let cows eat every acorn that's ever fallen (laughs) there's like no young oaks under these gigantic oaks so yeah. It's this weird thing where are like, wow, it's so beautiful and pristine, but it's like really like, like kind of looking at like a, it's like a dead forest walking almost.
1: Yeah. That's kind of like on our coast with live oaks. Feels like that too. You what? don't see many young live oaks. They're all just like giant.
0: Yeah. Those big old ones covered in the lichens, like. Yeah. Savannah. I yeah. don't know why that's the, my idea. Tillandsia. Yeah. Um.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. So this. So the blue oak is actually, I mean, I'm looking at pictures, and it looks kind of blue. Yeah, right? The leaves are kind of blue.
0: They're, they go dormant, um, and I think towards the end of the growing season, they get kind of bluey.
1: Yeah, nice. I like that. Who knew? Right? California. is another world.
0: It is. It's blowing my mind still. Still? Still. Every hill, every crack of the earth here has an endemic something
2: Mm.
0: like if i walk 20 minutes in that direction away from my house there's this are sand hills which are the mountains here are about a million years old and the tops the tops of some of them are the old ocean floor So, so it's just straight up like you'll be like walking through the redwoods hiking up hiking up through these you know trees and like misty forests and then you're just out in like scrub and it's like white sand and like a chaparral
2: what? yeah
0: that's
2: pretty cool they are
0: so cool there's a bunch of endemics we have like an endemic kangaroo rat subspecies we have a bunch of flowers oh, and man. trees it's like it's bananas
2: bananas it's
0: bananas we have two globally <laughs> rare ecosystems it's like maritime chaparral parkland which is like the ponderosa pines mm-hmm. is it ponderosa pine I think it is. Pinus Ponderosa Benthamiana. Um, where it's just like, they, it's weird because like they don't really show up here. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, am I in Idaho or what's going on? Huh. Um, super cool, super endangered, super turned into Target and McDonald's. <laughs> they just opened a Target a month ago here.
1: <laughs> oh, God. I know. Okay.
0: Um, so you okay. worked for the DNR.
1: Yes, I did Sandhills vegetation monitoring. And then um, the next year, did another seasonal position with them, which was wetlands vegetation monitoring.
0: Ooh, that's always um, a brutal time.
1: We it, They're like seasonal wetlands. A lot of them were not wet whenever mm-hmm. we surveyed. Um, but some of them were. And, yeah, we did lots of stuff. Uh, I got, you know, burn training. Cool. So I started doing prescribed fire during those positions, and I still do. And I have my pack test in about two weeks.
0: Ooh, good luck. You've done it before, though, right?
1: I have, I have. And I just did a practice one, like, a couple weeks ago because... (laughs) Every time I know I'm, I'm about to have to take it, I, I do a practice test because the very first time I ever took it, I had everyone telling me, you you know, you're young, you're <laughs> you're in shape, you got it. It's 40, it's 40, 45?
0: 45, over three miles, under 45 minutes?
1: Three miles, yeah, and under 45 minutes, 45 pounds. That's over a third of my body, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's almost half. So, like... I shouldn't have listened to them, but I did, and I did not train for it, and I did not pass it <laughs> the no. first time. No. And I was so embarrassed. You know, it's like my first seasonal position with them. Of course, I wanted to, like, and I, I trained for it for, like, a few weeks. I just had to get my pace down. Yeah. It's all about the pace. Definitely. my normal walk is so fucking slow. Is it? Am I, am I cussing too much?
0: No, please.
1: Okay. <laughs> please. <laughs> No, yeah, I walk extremely slow, and so when I thought I was walking fast, I was absolutely not. And I just I have to shuffle.
0: Do you do so it I alone? See
1: my Instagram story.
0: Were you shuffling? When I
1: was talking about old man shuffle. Yeah, so like I have to walk like you're not allowed to jog. Uh, yeah, like one foot one foot on the ground at all times. Um, and I was just <laughs> I have I have a shuffle that I have to do, or else I'm not gonna. Yeah, I have to kind of do like a little shimmy walk sort of thing. Um, and I just, I had to learn that, you know. So I ended up passing it um, that year. But uh, now I just have to make sure that I can do it for peace of mind. I, I know that I can do it.
0: Yeah, you got this. Yeah, you done it before. It. Like, that yeah. should be all the, yeah, you're good. I had to it's do it in college. People. Oh, is that the thing? Because you did it alone the first time?
1: yeah well no it's different with people in that like for some reason some people can just walk and it looks like they're just walking normally mm. and and they can make it in time and they can like talk to each other while they're walking when i see runners do
0: that i'm like what the fuck
1: no what are you what are you doing what is your lung capacity like i'm a healthy individual i cannot talk yeah While i'm well i've got a 45 pound vest on and
0: so i was saying to him walking. i you know i was talking to jim the <laughs> other day
1: yeah exactly yeah i can't i can't do it so i have to block everyone else out and then i have to just like zone in because if i start comparing myself to like the people that are in front of me and i'm trying to like keep up with them or whatever mm-hmm. i'm gonna burn out so
2: can you it's listen whole, to music it's just,
1: like it's a mental thing. Oh yeah. And I have to, the very first time I did it, I didn't mistake. Damn. Yeah. So now I have music specifically tailored to my pace. (laughs) What is, what is that? I can just like, I can just like, just like upbeat music. You know, I need something that I can step to a beat to, so that I know that I'm going fast enough.
0: Sexy back by Justin Timberlake. It's got a good walking pace. that That could work. Uh, uh, come on you got yeah, that
1: right Right, yeah i could do that um that though is a little bit slow i would have to <laughs> i would have to take longer strides if i did that
0: oh uh, yeah see i have wicked long legs so i am not even think about it wicked long oh uh, yeah yeah i have tight hamstrings because <laughs> i don't even need to bend my knees i just swing my legs out in front of me <laughs> And I realized that my friends in high school, I was like, yo, Mike, you walk like Bigfoot. And I can see now that kind of (laughs) like warped my personality into being into Bigfoot. But they used to like make me like walk like like, you know, like the old like the footage of Bigfoot walking. Yeah, they used to make me do that. And I could never figure out like what I was doing wrong. And I was like, oh, I'm not like bending my knees. I'm just swinging my legs from (laughs) back to front.
1: (laughs) I didn't notice that. It must have gotten better since I've met you.
0: It's because we were sweating to death up that mountain.
1: Oh, and we were going straight up. You had to bend your legs.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. Okay. So, okay. Timeline. After that, wetlands monitoring. Mm. Then I decided to go back to school. And that was 2020. So.
0: Bad time to go back to school
1: bad time. I was there for like three months before everything got shut down mm-hmm. and everything went virtual, which honestly, so I was living on the farm at the time, and um, it was awesome.
2: Yeah, like it sounds tight.
1: Yeah, that, to be in that place, and I was doing everything virtually, I was teaching virtually, you know, and just like grading my, like labs, like the undergrads had to do all of their labs online. So... I basically didn't really teach, but I was there for questions or, like, calls if mm-hmm. they needed me, um, which was awesome. And then I just had to grade the shit. And then I took my classes all virtually. And then I just go out and fucking, you know, weed. Or plant things or start seeds or whatever. And then we couldn't go anywhere. So, like, on the weekends, we were just, like, going out and camping Yeah. the mountains every weekend. So... Actually, I know COVID was a bad time for a lot of people. Personally, for me, loved it.
0: It wasn't bad for me until like eight months in and then everything fell apart. But those mm-hmm. first eight months, I was like, I have a job in my field. I mm-hmm. That was my, was my big thing. But I, I was also living in downtown Long Beach and it was pretty horrifying it was like literally like oh this is like a trial run of the apocalypse like this is what it feels like in the movie when the guy wakes up from the coma and everyone's gone <laughs> but it was like there's no that when you
1: were getting your car like
0: e- into and stuff. yes that was like actually that, that was actually folded into everything falling apart <laughs> that was that was i made it through like six months no crime and then like the first no crime the first autumn of covid um i was very stir crazy and someone kept breaking into our mailboxes and so i I was was starting to do like stakeouts and shit and like i would have died like that they would have got me like i don't know what i was gonna do if i caught them yeah but yeah then people started getting into my car and the day before i moved my window got smashed Mm. i was just like all right listen i'm out i have nothing bad to say about long beach because if it wasn't covid it would have been a lot of fun but it wasn't a lot of fun there was during the george floyd riots the national guard was deployed and we had national guardsmen outside of our uh apartment building in front of a taco mm-hmm. store like it was it was like it was like super tacos um it was it was i'm like why are you i mean good for you for like small businesses and all that but why is this why is super tacos the the place you guys may die why is that the hill you die on <laughs> like <what> the- yeah. <laughs> Like, all right, you can break down all the windows of the Hot Topic a block away, but you will not take this kind of bad takeout taco shop.
1: Maybe they just had a a hankering, you know.
0: Um, Some tacos. God, that place. Um, So, what was your thesis? What are you studying? My
1: thesis. I studied uh, plant diversity of to playing pitcher plant bogs in georgia Fuck, so I looked at tax, yes. taxonomic diversity so
0: you are a taxonomist taxonomist n-
1: n- <laughs> taxonom- <laughs> i'm gonna yes. be
0: a great host
1: no i just like got i mean that was my first time really taking a deep dive even into like keying up plants yeah you know and it was a lot of which is what i wanted to do like i was trying to figure out a way to have a project where I was basically just doing floristic survey. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I did. But then, you know, my um, advisor was like, that's boring. Uh, So do you want to do something extra? He's a DNA barcoding guy. He's good. He's a good guy. Um, And so I did DNA barcoding. So I took, like, leaf tissue samples of everything Mm -hmm. um everything i collected everything i did and uh looked at the uh, phylogenetic diversity as well using that and then kind of just did a comparison i guess basically to show that both are looking at both are important when thinking about conservation strategies um not just one or the other so that was basically it I, uh, keyed a shit ton of graminoids, so I got better at those, which I fell in love with.
0: Is Um, it rynchospora?
1: I say Rincospora.
0: Rincospora. Okay, all right. No, I had this debate the other day with a bunch of people. Um, I always, I always pronounce, it's not a debate, it's me yelling and about being wrong. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's most of my debates. Um... I always pronounce it, like, as smooth as possible, like, as much like a Harry Potter spell as you can get.
1: Just rolls off
2: the tongue. Yeah,
0: and that's never the yeah. case. Whenever I talk to, like, a more, you know, person who's smarter than me, they're always like, no, it's not uh, Rancospora; it's Rancospora." I'm like, that's just... Ugh.
1: No, Rancospora sounds like a Harry Potter sort of thing.
0: <sighs> it sounds like a skin disease.
2: It
1: <laughs> It does. <laughs> So, do you like Runcospora better? I like Gregospora
0: better. I like Some I say
1: Ryn. Some people say Ryan.
0: Ryan, I guess Ryan. But like so, like Saracenia okay. Lucophila <clears throat> or Lucaphila.
1: I see that one. I could probably do. I could probably do both ways.
0: I always said Lucophila because we have Salvia, Lucophila out here and i said it once in front of an old boss and she was very much like uh that's not correct here's how you say it kind of person and i was Mm. like what like that's so clunky
1: leukophylla
0: leukophylla
1: yeah i don't know i could do either way um sometimes i'll say things multiple ways just to cover all my...
0: Oh, yeah. I'll say, like, back-to-back. Like, back. I'll be like, selfie Leucofila a lot, Le- Leucophila, before they can even get a word yeah. <laughs> in. <laughs> because I have anxiety and the self-esteem. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> get it all out, Mike. <laughs> um, No, I'll say, like, like, some people say uh, clematis, but I say clematis.
0: Yeah, clematis sounds so like the disease also. Climatic. That sounds
1: yeah. like... Chlamydia. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, so I'll say clematis, but then I'll say or as so-and-so calls it.
0: Hey. You know? That's so, a like, good idea. like not
1: only am I doing – I'm name-dropping. Yeah. So I'm like – You're throwing
0: this someone this else under the bus. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Take it up so with mine them. mine obviously sounds better. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing that a lot lately because for some reason my mind can remember – when someone says something differently than I say it, I can remember who says it that way. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. I'm like, because I guess maybe it's a new way of me hearing it. And so I'm if I'm remembering it, I'm remembering that person as well. So, <laughs> stupid. It works. It does.
0: Like, Alana... And... To... Sorry, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, oh. Alana helped me with a pneumatic device. Uh, Pinus Lambertiana has five needles per fascicle bundle
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, because lambs have five legs they don't but it's six in your head <laughs>
1: <laughs> i thought you were about to make a joke no that was it i'm like, like that's just <laughs> that <one." laughs>
0: keep that one
1: <laughs> okay um lambs have five legs five fascicles five needles Fascicles, <laughs> needles, um, Pinus what?
0: Lambertiana. Lambert. L- or yeah, Lambertiana. Lambert. Lem- Lambertiana. Lambert.
1: Like La- like Lambert. Like Lambert. Lambert. Lambert- sure,
0: that's a <laughs> name. She sang a country song.
1: Mm-hmm. She's a country singer. It's true.
0: Is kt Tunstall still big?
1: I did not know who that is.
0: Big Black Horse in a Cherry Tree?
2: woo
1: Oh, guess not. Or, you know, I'm acting like I know things. I don't... Don't know.
0: So, you and Katie Tonstone. I forgot story. about that yeah, song. Yeah, that's a good song, right? That was, like, everywhere in 2006. Six? Yeah, I was in sixth grade.
1: What? Yeah. No, it wasn't that long ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, no... No. <laughs> I was just thinking about <laughs> I was trying I made a joke the other day using uh, some lyrics from Freak Leak. Go on. You know Freak Leak?
0: I know it if I heard it.
1: You don't know My
0: friends sing it, it to me all the time and I'm like, ha ah, yeah.
1: Your friend sings it to you.
0: <laughs> well they, they just cut kind of, they just did bits and pieces from it.
2: <laughs>
1: <clears throat> yeah, it's a good one. Um that was like two thousand three. And so I'm like I must have been because I specifically remember watching that music video. <laughs> and I had to have been 10 years old, and there was no way that a 10 year old should be listening to that. Um, but I would get off the bus and I would turn on BET.
2: Hell yeah. mom wouldn't
1: let, wouldn't let me listen to stuff like that. So I would watch BET music videos until she got home.
0: You still watch it in the morning. Freak leak. That's where I saw the Umbrella music video
1: Umbrella or Rihanna. Yep.
0: That was. 14 years ago? That's wild. No, I was more than 14.
1: Oh, God. No,
0: Mac DeMarco's big album there, (laughs) the one with, like, uh, Device Roy, is 10 years old. I don't know that. Oh, man. I just, the idea that Mac DeMarco is now, like, Gen Z is like, oh, yeah, he's old music. I'm like, oh, man, it happens to us, too.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it happens to us, too. It's crazy. I'm... How old are you? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. I'm gonna be thirty next year. Oh
0: damn! Yeah, sorry to hear that.
1: <laughs> I'm not. From what I've heard, the 30s are the best.
0: Yeah, I heard your 30s are your 20s with your with money if you do it right.
1: Yeah, someone said that to me too.
0: I like that. It's a mantra. I
1: wasn't even worrying. About, I wasn't worrying about the money part. I was just like, everything else. <laughs> Does everything else turn out better? <laughs> um. Yeah, okay. What else do you want to know about me and my life?
0: Um. What are you doing right now?
1: <laughs> oh, Um. Oh. good. That's a good question. So, I graduate. I finished graduating. I finished. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a long-ass ceremony. Two years. Um. I guess early this year, in like February, uh, I gave my defense at a weird time because um, I couldn't get it done at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. 2021 2021 Yeah There was a woman today at our work day that thought it was 2023 and I thought that was very
0: indie Oh man she's living um, in the future
1: Yeah Um yeah so since then it's kind of been a slower year because there hasn't been a lot of you know like openings job wise but and I want to stay in Georgia I uh, <laughs> I would love to stay in Georgia but I would I definitely want to stay in the southeast Yeah I I've, I've decided um, which is funny because if you would ask me that you know five or six years ago hell no I wouldn't want to be here mm-hmm. but now that I'm back in the mountains I'm like I love it here I don't want to leave Um. so this year I did uh, I got contracted through the department of natural resources to do some rare plant surveys the first one was marshallia morii which is a prairie plant um, and grows in remnant prairies in West Georgia. Um, So I got to survey for that, which was super cool. I got to visit like 35 different sites, just kind of get updated population information threats, um, estimates, stuff like that. And then this last one, the most recent one, which I'm not actually done with, I'm done with the field work, but not the, like, reporting process and everything, is the Lindera melissifolia. So, I feel like a lot of people know, like, Lindera benzoin, but people don't know that there's, like, different species of Lindera. mm -mm. Um, there's also subcoriacea, which is another rare one, um... But Melissa Folia is a federally endangered Loracea member And Grows in like Seasonal wetland ecotone areas Um, Cypress swamps Like pond cypress um, Or like Nyssa Like gum ponds Mm -hmm. You know um, just around the edges though. So and that was fun because I went to some places where I got there and the landowner was like, Oh, we have alligators <laughs> I was like, Fuck, cool.
0: In where? Okay. Southern Georgia? In
1: the ponds. No, yeah. okay. I was like, yeah, There's yeah. not alligators
0: in northern Georgia, are there?
1: No, no, no. Lindera folia is a coastal plain.
0: Okay. Species.
1: Um Yeah. So, I didn't see one, so that's good because I'm terrified because um, of my Okie Pinocchio experience. I think I told you about that. Mm. What else did I see? I didn't get to visit as many sites before this Lindera because I couldn't get landowner permission. Yeah. Which was a bummer.
0: So, does that mean there was everything... permission in the past? Did they just say, actually, no, never mind? Or did it change mm. hands?
1: It depends. So, um... Sometimes there's permission in the past and they changed their mind. sometimes, um, which from what I learned about some of the sites that I was going to survey, I was calling people that I knew had been there in the past because um, I couldn't get in touch with the landowners because I was working with mailing addresses, mm-hmm. you know. And I found a phone number for one landowner and called it and then I sent letters You know, to all of the mailing addresses I had and just never heard back. Um, And so, in the meantime, I was trying to get more information, see if anyone had any other uh, contact info for them. And I was talking to this guy that had surveyed these sites like 10 years ago or something. And he was like, Yeah. So, I remember those ones being kind of a covert mission (laughs) where. We definitely didn't let anyone know that we were there and we just made it like real quick work. Mm-hmm. And he advised me that he would not do that probably uh, in in our political climate <laughs> where, you know, everyone and, you know, not everyone, but some people are afraid of the government. And if they know that you have anything to do with the government at all, even just as a private contractor, yep. they don't want they don't want you on their property. So even if you explain to them, you know, that it's your property, it's private property, there's nothing that anyone can do. You know, we can't, you know, take your land away from you or something or tell you what to do with it.
0: So you say.
1: It's just, right, it's just in their head and they can't. So, but it was worse this time because I actually had one of those landowners that I contacted called me back like weeks later. I'd lost hope. You know, like, I wasn't going to get to go to those sites because I wasn't going to trespass. And um, she called me, and she was so excited. This woman's 80. She was going to go out into the field with me. She wanted to go out there. She's talking about buying snake boots because she's terrified of snakes, and she wants to wear her chaps and stuff. And it was really cute. You know, I was like, yeah, come with me. You know, like, I would love that. And... She knew the other two other the two other landowners that I needed permission from too, and I was like, "Awesome, sweet." You're gonna talk to them, yeah? And she's like, "Yeah, I'll talk to them. I don't want to give you their number without talking to them first. And I was like, "That's completely understandable." <clears throat> we talked for like an hour, and honestly, it was like talking to my grandmother. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like talking to my nanny. Um, like it was nice. And then she called me the next week and completely backed out. Oh, yeah. So she had talked to. Her two cousins who owned the other properties, because like this big like fam- family property, and uh, I guess they probably scared her a little bit. So yes. she, she was like, "No," she made it kind of like made up some excuses or whatever. But and she was still nice. She was like, "I just loved talking to you the other day, and I was really looking forward to meeting you, and blah blah blah." But I just can't. I was like. Okay.
0: Man, ruin it for the Fine. rest of us. Yeah.
1: So, I didn't get to um, go to as many sites for this last contract that I wanted. But um, one other thing that I'm doing right now.
2: Hit
0: me.
1: Um, I just got a part-time position with the State Botanical Garden in Athens. hmm And um, it's kind of going to be a lot of different things that I'm doing. But part of it is working on um kind of setting up the state botanical gardens capability to um see if i can explain this right so i'm starting from ground zero which i didn't know when i was coming into this job but basically there's they're trying to you know the southeastern grasslands initiative Mm -hmm. based out of tennessee they're trying to start like spearhead and SOS Southeast Okay. that focuses on grassland species. Um, but it's like in the very beginning stages. Uh, and so they're partnering with lots of people in the state botanical garden in Athens is one of them. And so we're trying to kind of just like geared, get geared up and ready for that. Um, By doing trainings and, you know, scouting for certain areas that we could collect seed from. Um, Starting seed collections, although they wouldn't be specifically seeds of success collections because we're not allowed to do that yet. Yeah. But. um, So I'll be helping with hopefully eventually SOS stuff. I'm definitely doing some like grasslands uh, scouting for that and do you know the Georgia Plant Conservation Alliance? I don't think I do. So <clears throat> it's the GPCA and it's an organization in Georgia uh, organization. I don't know what it would be considered. It's basically just a giant network of a bunch of different agencies and universities and
0: sorry.
2: I, even
1: it's re- okay.
0: I don't even I forget why I even said that. Oh, I
1: probably need, no. That's you probably need to take your birth control.
0: Yeah, no, that's because I was like, I'm gonna get my student loan repayment fixed tonight, and then I'll do it tomorrow
1: at six thirty-seven.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just said I just said <laughs> them <up> and leave.
1: <laughs> uh, um. Okay. Well, you could reset it for tomorrow so you don't forget. Exactly. <laughs> do you wanna? Do you wanna do that right now? No. Are you sure?
0: Yeah. No. I'm good.
1: I'm getting another one of these.
0: All right, I'm gonna re up too.
1: Okay. So GPCA is uh, a network of a bunch of organizations, agencies, the universities, you know, nonprofits. So like Georgia Power, mm-hmm. um, Georgia Department of Transportation, UGA, bunch of schools. Um, nature centers, uh, botanical gardens, Atlanta botanical botanical garden, state botanical garden, um, all just working on specific like projects, um, rare plant projects. There's a list of like a hundred and I don't know fifty species or something that we're focusing on. Mm-hmm. Um, so part of my position. Um, Jennifer Seska is the coordinator for the GPCA. She's based out of the State Botanical Garden, SBG in Athens and um, my position is going to be helping her basically coordinate local stewards or volunteers with specific GPCA projects and like go out into the field and meet them, make sure they know everything about the plant that they need to know, make sure they know like what they need to do um, stuff like that, and just coordinate with them and get them out in the field, <laughs> train them. Cool. You know, yeah. That it sounds is fun. Cool. I'm I'm excited about it. Yeah, and it, I think it's gonna be cool because I'm gonna get to go to which I've been to a lot of like project sites already because I got started in all of this through GPCA basically in 2018 when I came back home and was working at that nature center in Chattanooga. Um, My boss, my then boss, who was the horticulturist um, at that nature center is now the conservation horticulturist at the Atlanta Botanical Garden.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, You're mentioning that.
1: Yeah. His name's John. He's great. Um, And really, he was like letting me skip work, you know, when I was at the nature center. So that I could go out and volunteer with GPCA. Awesome. And that's, yeah. And that's how, because he, he knew, he was like, it'll be good for you. You know, like, that's like what you want to get into. You don't want to do invasive stuff all your life. <laughs> so, um, solely, you know. And uh, so I just started like volunteering and stuff. And they gave me my own project, which was the Silene Regia up in Northwest Georgia, which I've been working on since 2018. And I just go out there every year. And now I have like volunteers come with me, you know, other people and, um, just kind of like, uh, monitor the site every year. Awesome. See, see how it's doing. And then this year we're going to put some plants back into that population that we, we took seed and grew them out and we're going to augment because they're not doing so well this year. Yeah. Yeah. Or they, they, they seem to have been declining. What
0: species is this? Years.
1: Silene regia.
0: Oh, oh, the queen. The queen. <laughs> cool.
1: Yeah, I love that plant. Yeah, I saw one today. I went to the, the Chattahoochee Nature Center. Uh, this guy, Henning von Schmieling, he's German.
2: Damn.
1: He is a horticulturist and he grows a shit ton of rare plants mm-hmm. for GPCA. And he's just like magic touch, you know, like, just knows how to grow things. Mm -hmm. Basically everything. And, um, he had a Silene in there today, which you saw in my story. That was the most perfect Silene I've ever seen in my life. Um, I've never seen one that healthy looking. Like, in in the field they've they've been kind of saddish? Or, like, I can't remember the word he used, but it was a really good word. Like, Worn down, <laughs> you know, like they've just been through
0: some shit. Yeah, it's been a hard life for them. Yeah, I don't know. Have you seen Salini Lessiniata?
2: Mm.
0: It's um a thicker queen. It's, <laughs> I love. It's the, the Megan the Stallion of catchflies.
1: I love that. Okay. Lassiniata? Yep. Yeah. You say Ada or Ada? Ada. Ada
0: add from my boston accent.
1: Ooh, and the flowers right? the petals are like super loose.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, what part of it is uh thicker?
0: Uh well, yours yes. is a little more narrowly tubed, right? And kind of higher growing. These are kind of beefy. Mm, Beefy's the, the only police. way I can describe it. Thick, beefy. <laughs> I, have my, I have my own botanical we're, vocabulary. We're
1: getting away from Megan I feel like. Like oh. Megan beefy is not what I would consider a queen, you know? Wow. You said did you say thicker queen?
0: Thicker than uh, thicker queen. regia.
1: But the thing is, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. So
0: I mean queen with like a uh, KW.
1: Okay, you can have the KW queen. Nobody wants that. Mm. This, how dare this you. This is, <laughs> it's pretty. It's really pretty. Um, I see what you're saying, though. I think I know what you mean. Stouter, uh, stouter Yes, stouter, sturdier, sturdier, bigger, huh. <laughs> Sta- stallionier, stallionier. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's nice honestly all are nice I know. it's really hard to and there's not
0: what's the one we saw side-laney. we saw a weird white one right carolania okay, so th- th- is that one
1: yeah um it's it, you remember i was like there's a rare one that looks like this yeah and it definitely wasn't that one and i can't ever remember the rare one's name is the rare one oveda or is that the one that we
0: saw i think we saw oveda okay
1: yeah i think yeah uh no. is the rare one.
0: Yeah. We did not see okay. Oveda.
1: It's not the Oveda. Okay, what's the other one?
2: <laughs>
1: I don't remember. Oh well. Oh well. Um I obviously need to see Oveda one day because that's the only one that I can remember.
0: How dare you say that nobody wants a Q... No, a K-W-E-E-N. Um,
1: it's just like an off-brand.
0: It's not a brand. It's a way of being. It's a lifestyle. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Although, what's the one that...
1: I'm sorry. What's
0: the invasive Cellini?
1: The invasive Cellini?
0: Yeah. It's, um... Really bulbous floral chamber. It's um very round. It's very weird looking. It's always very it's a cool weed. It's in the northeast a lot. We're getting I don't know. We're getting so far beyond.
1: <laughs> it's okay. You can uh edit. Your drink is a different color.
0: Yeah, I put some um oh I bought Alana a strawberry soda. So I, mm. I was like, this is mine technically, so I put some in there. Because you bought it? Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's fucked up. (laughs)
1: Uh, Strawberry soda. That sounds good.
0: Um, Do you have advice for young people trying to get into the industry?
1: Advice for young people. Um, I always
0: scream, get paid for your work. You always what? I'm always screaming, get paid for your work.
1: Yeah, that is true. That is true. But I also will say from experience that volunteering your time goes a long Oh, way. yeah. I just mean
0: if you're on a paid job and like, oh, we get paid for eight hours, but here we are, hour 13, trying to hike back to the truck. Oh, I'm like, no. Nope.
1: Like, right, 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 right. Yeah. Always keep track of your hours. Yes. <laughs> for everything. Volunteer. Fucking like, please
0: volunteer. But if right, you're right, on right. a paid job, Always
1: volunteer. Yeah, keep track of your hours. That's a good one. Um, I think my main advice, just from you know personal experience, is to try your best. Which I'm still intimidated as hell around people. Oh, absolutely. Like all the time, and like constant imposter syndrome, constant. And I think that that's almost everyone. And so I think that that's important to know that everyone has that.
0: Everyone's and faking it.
1: <laughs> everyone is faking it. and The ones no that one's aren't
0: are dickheads. It.
1: Where?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. I, Yeah. Just don't be intimidated by people. Like intimidated to the point where like you don't do things. Like you don't go out and, and help because you're intimidated mm-hmm. or... Or uh, ask questions, you know, because the only way that you're going to learn is putting yourself out there and asking a shit ton of questions. Yeah, that's really it. And generally from I mean, from what I've seen in this field, everyone just wants to, like, t- tell people what they know. Oh, my God. Yeah. That everybody you know just like Give me a
0: reason know. to talk about the thing I'm into.
1: Yeah, right. And so it's not no one is going to think you're less than
2: mm-hmm
1: you know for not knowing as much as you think that you should know i'm telling you this and i'm telling myself this at the same time i'm telling myself this all the time which is i guess why i would say it is advice that i would tell the youths um and also just have fun everything can be fun you know some people do field work and they just complain It's really a downer. People complain all the time. Just like, just enjoy it, you know? Especially if you're out in the field when you could be-
0: Yeah, that's the goal.
1: Inside in terrible fluorescent lighting and in front of a blue screen computer all day.
0: Well, cool. Thank you for the message to the youths
1: yeah I can't think of anything else right now
0: thank you for talking to me are we done? yeah we can call it here and then I'll play the outro music
1: questions?